0: everyone and thank you for joining us for turning a moment into a movement my name is jay love i represent the justice for gerard movement gerard is my son who was wrongfully convicted of a crime he didn't do innocent and in prison um it happens almost every day an innocent person goes to prison for crimes they didn't do as we can see so many are being exonerated daily for um, um, going to prison for crimes they didn't do. So we come here every Friday to educate um, our community, family and friends about wrongful convictions. Um, if you wanna know more about the Justice for Girard movement, go to the link that is scrolling at the bottom of the page, www.change.org slash for Um, You can find more information about what happened to Gerard, and you can sign the petition and share with others. So on this journey um, with Gerard, it birthed this movement, turning a a moment into a movement. And so we have a wonderful conversation that's going to go on, an educational conversation that's going to go on today about um, um, driving Wild black the risk so before we begin i want you to just take time out to share this video please share and i also want to say hello to those who are watching on youtube those who may watch this later and those who are watching on twitter thank you guys for joining us so let's um introduce you to the panel
1: Hey Revitia. Hey there. How you doing? How you doing?
0: Oh, I'm great. How about yourself?
1: Oh, I am wonderful. I'm glad to be here uh, in in this dispensation with all of this stuff going on. Just knowing that um, we are here at this time for a purpose and our purpose is right now. I tell you, Jay, I feel very empowered right now, knowing that God has predestinated me to motivate, educate, and encourage others to access that kingdom, that power that is within us, and we do this daily. No matter what, no matter what I'm doing, I'm here to educate, motivate, and encourage. Mm-hmm. And I do it even with um, when I'm doing behavioral intervention out in the schools and Celine, whatever I'm doing, if I am. Working with the uh, network, the justice networks that I'm involved with, if I'm working with the women out in Flint, uh, along with Bishop Bernadette Jefferson, and if I am involved with uh, my own spiritual community, transforming love community, and if I am talking about wellness and all of that good stuff, keeping the body right, I'm doing it because on all these levels, we are having to stand justice in every area of our life yeah. and so you know me having twin boys boy as soon as i found out i was having boys <laughs> i got on my knees and prayed nice you. because i was stressed immediately they weren't even here yet Right, lord what am i going to do what am i going to do because this world treats them differently and i've had to have a different conversation as they got older so i'm so glad that we are here today to educate people so that they know what to do when you're driving while black and i'm i'm glad because we want to take the position on every on the front end on the back end on every area whether it's with the police and whether it's in your home right that we have to stand for justice everywhere yes thank you so much for what you're doing
0: you're welcome you said some key things uh, um especially um we have to be alert every Mm -hmm. day because um there's just so many things that go on in our communities and with our loved ones Mm -hmm. and so we just come here on fridays to keep to give out this information Mm -hmm. um Let's bring in Allie. Hey, Allie. Hello. How Hi, are you? doing? Oh, great. How about you today?
2: Doing good. Doing good. Glad it's the weekend. Glad to be here. Yes. Um, I'm Alexandria. Uh, I am an activist and also therapist Work in the mental health industry. And I'm glad to be here um, because this is a really important topic. It's something that constantly comes up in our lives every day, you know, as we travel through, especially in Michigan, you know, Motor City, Detroit, and the history, um, you know, it's at the core uh, you know, of racism against black people. So
0: before we get started, I want to say happy birthday to Triche. Yes. Yes. <laughs> happy yes. birthday, Trisha! Oh uh, <laughs> I know you are taking the whole weekend and a few days to celebrate and get some have some much-needed fun because you always are in the trenches, so we're sending love to you. And we also want to send love and prayers to the families and um, out in Oxford and that whole um, massacre, school massacre that happened the other day. Um, it's really a tragedy that, because that whole thing could have been prevented if people who cared did the right thing. And not brush things to the side. So we just want to send love and condolences that way um, to the all the families. And so let's welcome Attorney Hugo Mac. Hello. We can't hear you. (laughs) We can't hear you, Attorney Hugo Mac. (laughs) Yeah. We probably gonna have to take the earbuds out because we can't hear you. Now, it
3: just says it's mute. I'm yeah. so, um, mute. Unmute. You're muted. You're muted. All right. Well, for about the 50th time, I apologize. Can you hear me? All right. Well, three beautiful black women nodding their heads. Well, I'm, I'm in good shape. I'm right. Well, First of all, I want to let you know that should my technology fail me, I've got my smartphone, J. Love. So if I have to jump off and come back in again, I know my smartphone will not, will not fail me. I'm, I'm Hugo Mack. I'm so honored to be here today uh, with you. Uh, as you know, primarily a criminal offense attorney fighting for the wrongfully convicted and the overly convicted. Uh, systemic racism is, is very real. and and permeates the law. And one thing that I prayed the Lord to restore me back to the position of attorney after wrongful conviction was to remember the people that have been left behind. And we have hundreds of thousands of people all over this country that have been left behind, all right? Over two million people, either incarcerated in state, federal, municipal facilities, and or under the supervision of the state. Even if you were to believe the system is so good that 90% accuracy is there, that means you have over 200,000 people that are wrongfully incarcerated, wrongfully convicted, wrongfully imprisoned, paying a debt that they do not owe. So let me send a warning to anybody who might be listening who think, well, 90% is pretty good, Mr. Mack. You know, I can live with that. Last weekend at Michigan Stadium, there were about 125,000 people in that stadium, okay? Now, you double that population by a little more than twice, all right? And you go and tell them people their lives are insignificant, that their innocence is being sacrificed on the altar of political correctness and systemic racism, all right? You tell them that and then see what their response is. So I'm honored to be here. Um, I look forward to it every week. And so God is good. So I say thank you all. And uh, hey, hey, I love you. We love you we love too. You too.
0: Hmm. <laughs> we're gonna be playing a uh, mute with um, back and forth with two attorney Hugo Matt. It's okay. So um, I'm, I muted to attorney Hugo Matt because we're getting feedback. But I'll I'll unmute you. So um, I had some videos because, um, and then I'm going to turn it over to Attorney Hugo Matt. But I had some videos that I want to show uh, police stops. Just one second. All right. Here's the first one.
4: He
3: said he's
4: not going to show off the car, so. Okay. That's all right. Just keep just keep an eye on him. Just get there. Um, just start. with that. Uh, Put your hand on the steering wheel. No. you reaching for. Whoa. Hey, hey. Hey, get a... out of the car, man. You got a gun right there. Whoa. whoa. Get out of the There's car. rights. There's rights to this. Get out. There you are, you are rights con- to this. Do you have a control? There are rights carry? to this. Whoa. Get, get this, out of the right car. up right there. It's open, my hands are up. My hands are up. No, oh, no. you got it. This a, you got is on body cam. You have body cam, sir? You a body cam, Put your hands hand. over your eyes. Do you have a body cam? Put your over your Do you your have, have body cam, sir? Put your hands over you your eyes. I will send this dog on again. you. I will shoot you hey, if you do. Don't fucking grab that gun! Put your hey, hands. Hands. You have rights too! You have rights too! Don't you dare! You have rights too! Don't you dare! You can't shoot me This a costume! You know that! Right. You have no weapon, okay? Yes, I do! Don't! Don't! What I need you to you guys, oh, to grab okay. me on. This is also a okay. constitutional body cam. Okay. Body cam request. Can you quit yelling so, so I can, can talk you. to you? You have a gun for me, now. Right okay. I need you to relax for real quick. I view. will shoot you if it's possible. That is a threat. So open that you have no body cam. You know this. He has a My, body hands My hands are open. My hands are open. My hands are open. You need to get out of the car no, I so do we not. can remove you I do not. weapon. You cannot know. It is constitutionally owned. I see that. Do you have a concealed carry It's not concealed. Yes, you can see the weapon. It's yes, right there. Don't Body do cam. it. Body cam. Okay. What are you right up do Don't it. do it. I'm not doing anything. Do me a favor. Just Don't. please step out of the car. That's all we're asking you to oh, do. Oh, you're asking me out how- of Yes, yes. Please. Conceal your weapons, please. No, this is not how we treat other civilly. Please. This is not how we act civilly. You know sir. this. Right eye! Right, right eye! You got cover? No. Just, yes, we do. Go. Just please. Do you have body count? Please. Do you, body count? Do you Don't force the You You not! Don't! Do, not. don't. Oh, don't oh, oh, oh. do it! You know don't! That. You know that! That's not please! So I need you to get out like, of the car! Hey, I'll see. Hey, Double Blue, sir! They're gonna shoot me on Double Blue? Just relax. Please. No, just, just relax. Please get out of the car. There's rights to this, you know. There's okay, rights to listen, this. Listen, we can figure this out. We, we can talk about this. Okay, oh, this right feel now about this. we can't listen. talk about it with you not listening to us. She's well, okay. not listening. You are okay. first to be. All I'm asking okay. you to they, they do. You violating my rights, just... now. Let go of me. You just put your hand on a gun, sir. sir. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, you, you, you pulled a gun on me unconstitutionally. Please. And I did my in response. Get, oh, please. we don't want please. to do this, man. Just okay. get out of the car. I'm just asking. We'll get this figured out. Just come out. Okay, and just you, get out of the car. You release me now. You can't do that. Release it. Minute, okay. just just get out of the car. Come on. Come back here. Excuse we'll talk me. about it.
2: Excuse me. this right here
4: is a we'll myself cast a doctrine. you know that. We'll get this figured out. Don't. Don't. Don't do it. Please. Just come on. Get out of the car. Sir. Just get out of the car. Just get step out. out. The gun's down. No. Just no. step out. Get out of the car. Just step out of the car. Just get Don't. Don't do it double blue. You know what's going to happen, right? Just stop. You need to get out of the car. That's go a wrong order. You're going to go to what, jail. What a gun? A gun wait, oh, Take me to jail. Go ahead. I come now on. You're obstructing. I can't. No, you're, you're obstructing. You're pointing a gun at me, sir. Right now, my life's in threat. Okay. Well, we have I don't see more. body cam on this, sir. I'm just going to drive away. You, I'm not going to bother anybody. No, you're Hands not. On the don't, don't do this. No. Don't do it. Don't.
0: So he drives away. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Reverend He drives away. They beg and plead.
1: <laughs> this narrative would not have gone down for any other minority. Well, because he wasn't a minority. And... At the same time, he was right. You know, I'm at the point where I don't even know how to feel anymore. I'm rooting for him because they, they obviously were not addressing him correctly or saying why they pulled him over or going through the proper means. But he got to drive away. Mm -hmm. okay he's alive still
0: right now next video
2: It took just seconds for a routine traffic stop to turn deadly, and today, graphic video of the encounter was made public just a few days after a Minnesota police officer was found not guilty of manslaughter. Mireya Villarreal reports.
4: The newly released dash cam video shows the moment when Officer Geronimo Yanez stopped Philando Castile for a broken taillight last July first asking Castile for his license and registration.
2: I have to tell you, I do have a okay. firearm
4: okay. on me. I don't don't mean, reach I just, for it then. I, I, I don't re- pull, it. It I, no. don't oh. pull it out. Don't oh. pull it out. Within 90 seconds of making the stop, the 29-year-old officer fired seven shots. Castile's girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, was in the passenger seat. She streamed the immediate aftermath on Facebook Live. I
2: told him not to reach for it. I told him to get his hand out. You told him to get his ID, sir, and his driver's license. Oh, my God, please don't tell me he's dead. Please don't tell me my boyfriend just went like that. Keep
1: your hands where they are,
2: please. Yes, I will, sir. I'll keep my hands where they are.
4: As Officer Yanez continued to point his weapon at Castile, you can see an officer coax and pick up Reynolds' then four-year-old daughter, who was in the back seat during the shooting. Get the baby out of here! Yanez was quickly suspended from the St. Anthony, Minnesota Police Department and soon indicted for manslaughter. During the trial, Yanez said he feared for his life and thought Castile, a 32-year-old school cafeteria worker, was pulling out a gun he was licensed to carry. Friday, the jury acquitted Yanez of all charges. Valerie Castile is Philando's mother.
0: My first-born one son died here in Minnesota. Under the circumstances, just because he was a police officer, that makes it
2: okay. Oh, now they got free reign. He's found innocent on all counts.
4: Castile family members were reportedly stunned when they saw the video during the trial. And Anthony, according to their attorney, they are planning to file a lawsuit against the city as well as the police department here.
0: Okay, guys. A big difference. 90 seconds. They begged with that guy for three. Uh, that, min- that video we saw at first was three minutes long. So there's a big difference when driving while black. I know Allie, you did a lot of work in Dearborn on on how they um, pull over drivers and they use the border between Detroit and Dearborn all the time for traffic infractions. So I'll let Attorney Hugo Matt and then, I mean, Allie and then Attorney Hugo.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the majority of those who are pulled over are Black, you know, at least 50%. And even despite being less than 5% of the population, uh, even when bringing that forward, you know, we get pushback. We get called non residents, <laughs> although some of us are right, some of us in the group are residents. <laughs> Um, you know, and get told, you know, excuses, like the same type of excuses, which is interesting as in, oh, so many people work here and come in and out of here during the day. You can't measure it that way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is silly. Um, Yeah, so it's a pattern I see in the data. in Dearborn also see the same thing in Southfield, in Livonia, I see the same thing. You know, um, and a lot of them have the same excuse. But when you add up the population demographics of each group in the entire metro area, you add up all the amounts of black people in each city and put it as one percentage in every other race in the metro area. It doesn't even equal 50 percent of black people like in the metro area. It's actually way less than that. Mm -hmm. So to say that there's a ton of black people coming in out of these cities and that's the reason is
3: incorrect. Attorney Hugo Matt. Well, first of all, I want to thank you for being the opportunity to be um, a speaker. You know? I mean, I'm I'm so honored to be in the panel and then have an opportunity to be a presenter. I kind of feel like Janet Jackson on Saturday Night Live. She was the (laughs) guest (laughs) host and a guest musical performer. So, you know. (laughs) <laughs> I, I am so honored to be able to, to be here. And what Ali said and what Tia said is very true. You know, my scripture teaches me that my people perish for lack of knowledge, okay? Found in Hosea 4.6. And a lot of times as an attorney, when I'm defending people, I hear the state, statement, ignorance of the law is no excuse. That is true. But I guess I want to say to everybody listening, there's a second part to Hosea that that people don't refer to. And that says, because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you. So part of the problem that we have is not only in getting the message out, but in getting people to believe and understand the message. So it's just my prayer that the words that I speak and that we speak tonight really reached people that can be impacted by it because we are in a clear and present danger as being African-Americans when it comes to traffic stops. You know, with the possible exception of the telephone, there's no technology that has had a more deleterious effect and impact on the lives of black, brown, indigenous people than the automobile. And that might sound strange to most people, but let me tell you why I say that. Because the whole thing with systemic racism in terms of its impact and the automobile on black folks has to do with movement, mobility, and escape. Movement, mobility, and escape. You know, when we look to systemic racism, even to the end of the Civil War, four million black people were quote unquote free. We all know that uh, Jim, uh, excuse me, Jim Crow laws and black codes made it illegal for black people to own land, horses, and a gun. Now, some may say, "Well, okay, well, what does that have to do with the automobile?" It has quite a bit to do with it, because at the end of the Civil War, you know that black people were supposed to get 40 acres and a mule. All right, and the way that black folks have been treated in this nation is tied into economic it's tied into power, it's tied into privilege, it's tied into inherited wealth, okay? So whatever color you may be, if you've got inherited wealth or wealth, O.J. Simpson, Robert Blake, et cetera, you can buy justice, where a person of meager means or humble means, even a person that's well off, you do not have the resources to compete in court against a county prosecutor, a state attorney general, or, the federal government itself. So when you look at the the advent of how systemic racism affects black people and traffic stops, it really all relates back to the history of black folks in this country. You know, there were supposed to be 400,000 acres of land given to free emancipated black people at the end of the civil war. That is the size of five Atlantas. In other words, the city of Atlanta, Georgia is 136 square miles. That is equivalent to five Atlanta Georgias in the hands of black people. Now think what happened if black folks control New Orleans, you know, uh, Atlanta, Miami, Houston, all right? Those areas. Those things are all important in the framing of who gets elected, who gets to be a judge, who has the power to finance a campaign, all right, and what interest is protected. But because we were robbed of that and so many things systemically, we've never had the fair share of economic power to, to flex our muscles. I mean, we can only flex our muscles primarily through one way. You know, demonstrations are good, but but that's the vote. And that's under attack right now. So in terms of us, in terms of understanding what it means to be driving while black, let me explain something. In terms of systemic racism in the automobile. When you had blacks evolved from being able to own a horse to a car, the problem followed us. Because one of the main tenants of police conduct, based on the second amendment, as you well know, which says the states have a right to have a regulated militia, all right? Well, all of us know that militias were originally slave catchers, you know that. That's why they had militias. To run down slaves and keep black folks in line that were thinking about running away. Okay? So that's how the Second Amendment has been perverted. Oh, by the way, the Second Amendment was never intended to apply to black people. I'm not sure if, I'm sure all of you know that. We were never intended to, to, to have guns, never intended to be involved in land other than sharecropping. Now, you might say, well, why do you keep coming back to that? Because you can't discuss one without the other. You can't discuss the taint on having a brown or black skin in a car any more than you can differentiate the taint of having brown or black skin walking the streets. What I want you to understand is the same suspicion Uh Uh-oh. Tiny Hugo Matt
0: Is
3: the same Um. vitriol Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, did I lose you?
0: You were froze for a minute, but go ahead, you back.
3: <laughs> okay, I, I apologize, I apologize. Okay. The the same vitriol that killed Trayvon Martin and Ahmad Arbery on foot is the same vitriol that killed some other folks. And I know these names are not new to you. When you look at a Sandra Bland, you know, that name is not new to you, when you look at a man by the name of Mr. Brooks, that name is not new to you. When you look at a man by the name of Sam Dubois, 2015, Cincinnati, Ohio, all right? Stopped for a missing front license plate, shot and killed by police. All charges dropped against a police officer. When you look at a man by the name of Walter Scott, 2015, South Carolina, shot for a defective brake light, shot in the back by police, killed. And the officer was convicted in that case, but only because there was a video. Remember that? Somebody was standing in the bushes with mm-hmm. a video. Had that video not existed, I have a severe doubt whether that officer ever would have been convicted. What about Dante Wright? Minnesota. You know about him. Stop for having a hanging air freshener on his rear view mirror. Now mm-hmm. that officer is getting ready to stand trial. Matter of fact, I can believe the trial started yesterday. Yeah. But she's got the excuse I thought I was reaching for my taser. I thought I was reaching for my taser. All right. What about Jacob Blake, Kenosha, Wisconsin? shot seven times in the back, in the back by police while getting into his car. Well, we thought he had a knife. The prosecuting attorney made it very clear no charges will be filed against any officers in this regard. And what about a man by the name of Rodney King, March, 1991, stopped for speeding, beaten mercilessly, mercilessly by police. Officers charged, tried, and acquitted, despite a video, despite a video, all right? It took federal charges to bring those officers to justice. Now, I want to explain something to you. The Michigan State Police are considered the premier law enforcement agency in the state of Michigan, okay? Mm -hmm. That's what we say about them. Now, they did an internal study of themselves, and I wanna tell you what they found out. They found out that between 2017 and 2020, African-American traffic stops went from 17% to 20%, while African-Americans only make up 13% of the state's population. Now, black people are the only demographic in the state of Michigan with 10 million people whose percentage of traffic stops is higher than a percent in the population. I'm gonna say it again. Mm. Blacks are the only demographic whose percentage of traffic stops by the state police is higher than the percentage of the population in the state of Michigan. Higher than whites, Hispanics, Asians, Filipinos, Samoans, everybody. So when you look at it, I wanted to see what happened in my own county of Washtenaw County found some very disturbing statistics. In 2017, black people were stopped 2,244 times. Whites, 5,988. In 2018, blacks were stopped 2,020 times. Whites, 4,693. 2019, blacks were stopped 2,506 times. Whites, 6,439. And in 2020, black people were stopped 1,910 times while whites were stopped 4,397. Mm. Now, to some people, that might just seem like a bunch of figures. Well, what does that really break down to? Well, what that breaks down to is that if you are a black person in Washington County, you know, my home county, you know, the great liberal county, you are four times as likely to be stopped being black as your white counterpart. Four times likely. That applies to me, Ali, Tia, uh, Jay Love, and anybody else. Four times as likely. So the thing is, is that when you look at systemic racism and like what Ali was saying, there's a reason, one or two reasons why so many Black people are being stopped. Either there's something criminalistic about Black people as a group, something congenitally that we're born with that makes us just prone to want to break the law, okay, that's 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 a possible explanation, or there is a systemic pattern of racism in law enforcement that is acutely targeted at Black folks. I think it's systemic racism, acutely targeted at Black folks. I agree.
2: Right? Yeah, um, when you were talking about the numbers and how it's increased over the years, like in in terms of like. In the state, you know, uh, which is kind of a worldview, right? Like looking at the entire state versus looking locally. But so many people see it like they don't, I guess they don't see how it, how it gets there. Like the cities make up states. So us mm-hmm. in these cities, we're part of it. It's not just this problem out of reach. It's right here in reach. And when I say That's that, right. I mean, like in Dearborn, when we were looking at the data, You know, in 2010, citations were at 25%. You know, go to 2020, it's at 47.7% citations issued to black people. So you see that slow increase over the years, done nothing but increased. And the only time it slightly decreased was in 2020. So in 2019, you saw the 47.7% citations to black people. And then in 2020, you saw it go down to 40% And that's only because, you know, the different um, rules the the governor created where you couldn't be you couldn't receive tickets for certain things, you know, and the pandemic on top of that. Mm -hmm. So that's why we saw the slight decrease. Um, But like that, that is very much in our reach. Um, It's not unreachable.
3: That's right. That's right. And, you know, we see that all over the state, wherever black folks are, you know all over the state, wherever black folks are, you know, and with all the police agencies throughout the country, it's the same, a similar pattern you, you have. So from a legal perspective, I wanted to tell the panel and the people that are listening some things you should know. All right. Well, one thing is the highest courts in this land, including the United States Supreme court have said, it's okay for police to lie to you. Did you know that? Did you know that? that they can embellish all right you know all those storylines from law and order svu huh, aren't just made up by some some quick writer okay? okay they're allowed to embellish they're allowed to tell you in interrogation well you know your buddy or your homegirl in the other room huh, she said hey you did it it's all your responsibility so whoever you know if you want to clear yourself you better start talking now let us know what happened and the person in the room hadn't said nothing <laughs> The person in the other room hadn't said a thing, but they're allowed to embellish an outright lie. And I also want all people to realize the highest court in this land, United States Supreme Court, in terms of doing people wrong and convicting them, they say it's okay to convict an actually innocent person as long as they've had a fair trial. I'm going to tell you that again. It is okay in the United States of America to convict and kill an actually innocent person, as long as they've had a quote-unquote fair trial, as long as they had a group of their peers, and peers doesn't mean people who look like you, by the way. Right. Peer mean people that are drawn from the geographic location of where the crime supposedly occurred, okay? So you can be black and have 12 people on that jury, and the law says those are your peers where nothing could be further from the truth. And so another thing I want you to understand is is that police are the only entity in this nation that we sanction with the automatic ability of life and death at an arm's length. Life and death at an arm's length. You see, I don't care if you've got a CPL, you do not have the ability and sanction of life and death at an arm's length, police do. So I wanna talk about Miranda for a minute, if it's okay. When it comes to traffic stops, I want you to understand a Miranda, which only addresses in-custody interrogation, it doesn't apply to traffic stops. The police can ask you whatever they want. They can demand your identification, proof of uh, insurance, and driver's license. Now, of course, everybody is familiar with the ID, proof of insurance, driver's license, registration. But a lot of people think they've got to answer every question a police puts to them. That's not true. That's not true. In terms of identifying yourself, you've got to do that in an automobile. But questions like, what are you doing? How long you been here? You've been drinking? Where are you coming from? You're under no legal obligation to answer those questions. But some people feel intimidated into, into doing that. Now, in terms of things you need to be very, very careful of, what can lead to probable cause for an arrest in an automobile is something that's in plain sight. You know. Be very, very careful, and I'm not saying anybody's involved in criminality, but what you have in plain sight, maybe just a, a, a pocket knife or a, or a hunting knife or something like that, okay? Be careful when you're encountering the police that you don't give them any reason to say they were fearful for their safety, okay? Because it's almost like they're trained in the academy uh, to have that as the first statement that's made. I was fearful for my life, okay? That's how the gentleman in Minnesota was shot and killed by that officer in, that, in the video you showed. The right. statement is, I was fearful for my life. So police can ask permission to search your vehicle. Most people feel intimidated into letting them search. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. If your car is impounded, it will be subject to an inventory search. So any kind of contraband you might have in that vehicle, Is going to be uncovered. And if you're the driver, you're going to be charged with it. And if you are arrested, a lot of people don't understand this. The mere fact that police put you under arrest doesn't trigger Miranda. Miranda is only triggered even if you're under arrest for interrogation. So if they start asking you questions, once you're in handcuffs, you've got to be Mirandized and told that you have a right to remain silent and that anything you say can and will be used against you. One of the problems I have as a defense attorney is people that get arrested and they go to shooting their mouth off. They think they can talk their way out of a situation with police. Let me tell you something. Once you are in custody, you're not talking your way out of nothing. Right. (laughs) You know, so, so, I mean, jump in here anytime anybody, you know, feels they want to, they want to add something. But,
1: well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Attorney Mac. I just, I'm still traumatized. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is that I hear what you're saying and you're right. How, how soon never, there are times when you say, you know, the intimidation happens and yes, people are intimidated when there's a gun pointed at you. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's a gun pointed at you <laughs> you know you're you're already intimidated and 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 they say well I feared for my life are we getting to a point where after a while we get stopped and then we say well I feared for my life Uh, you know I I feared for my life so so what's it gonna be right you know that what the white person the male who was who said I got a gun I have a license to have this. No, I'm not getting out. He Could said, "I fear, I fear for my life." Now, I fear for my life. I'm gonna reach for my gun, and we just gonna have a shootout. See, we haven't been in the position or taken the position to do that. And, and I'm, I'm so. I mean, I get it. We have to educate. But what I want to say, by no means am I going to ever state that racism is a black person's problem. It is this this bias from police officers and from the, <laughs> the system that needs to come down. They did research nationally. Allie put up the research done in Dearborn. They've done research nationally on police stops and concluded that police stops and search decisions suffer from persistent racial bias and point to the value of policy interventions to mitigate these disparities. Now, they say policy interventions. No, I say people interventions because you can change policy all day And all night. But if you can't, you can't change the person. You can't change the mindset. So this is an oppressor's mentality. And, and, you know, my thing is, (laughs) I talk about the lies our fathers told us. Stop believing what you read all the time in your history books you know and i get it i got family members who are police officers but of course if you have a black person who's a state policeman you best believe that uh 90 99 of that class were caucasian
0: and i want to add tony hugo matt you were giving out the numbers for washington county and Mm -hmm currently the numbers are higher since they have a more progressive um prosecutor there so that goes to show because i remember that prosecutor saying that you know um they're not going to be uh accepting you know pulling over people for minor things and going on a fishing expedition um they had to have a reason for um, pulling people over and doing these um, traffic stops. So um, that just goes to prove what you said and what Tia said. And uh, Ali, was saying that it's a mindset, even with policy changes, even with a progressive uh, prosecutor in place, it's still a mindset that comes to work with these biases. And sometimes the mindset is the same color as you.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. we've taken we've taken on the mindset of the oppressor. We oppress right. each other.
3: Right. Do you remember the movie Boys in the Hood? Yeah. With Cuba Gooding Jr. and mm-hmm. uh, what was that? Ice um, Ice Cube, whatever. Mm-hmm. Remember the scene where the police stopped them and the black police officer pulled out his gun and i think he might have stuck the gun in cuba gooding's mouth or something like that and the white police officer's partner was just sitting back like man what are you doing you know what what are you doing and that black self-hate is exactly what tia is talking about Mm -hmm. you know and you see that's part of the problem that's part of the problem when We have black people coming into the police department who wholly buy into us versus them. It's blue versus black. It's blue versus brown. It's blue versus red. But what those officers don't understand, if they get caught outside that uniform in a wrong place, then it's blue versus you. Before right. you can pull out your, look, I'm one of y'all kind of thing, okay, kind of deal. And in some places, it don't make no difference. It don't make no difference because they don't view you as having the right to be in that uniform in the first place. That's what happened to the black soldiers coming back in World War One, and World War II. You know how many black soldiers were lynched simply for having a uniform on, the uniform on? So that's what I would admonish any black person that's a police officer. A black man or woman, I understand you have a job to do and I, I pray you there for noble reasons, but don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't don't dare get it twisted.
0: Yeah, because um um, you know, when they were doing all these um just recently with the police officers in Detroit that have all these complaints, there is one who is a black officer who um his thing was, he was doing the same thing as the white officer. I think that at one point they were partners and they were going around terrorizing people in the neighborhood and the white and the black officer were both doing it. So, you know, we already have the biases, but then when we have the biases of those who wear the uniform, in the same color, it's just, it's still Like Tia said, you know, they take on the mind of the oppressor. They are still, you know, sometimes they're even worse.
3: Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to say this before I continue. Part of the problem with Black people having to work so hard, twice as hard (laughs) to be accepted, is that that mojo makes us think we have to be. Twice as whatever they are to be equal or accepted, so -hmm. that means we got to bust twice as many black heads, you know. You know, we got to kick in twice as many black doors. Okay, we got to pull our gun on twice as many black people as our white counterparts to show them that you know, you know, we're, we're a team member, and 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 that is one hell of a mojo that's been run on black people systemically. One hell of a mojo, you know, and so. That is, in fact, a problem. And I hate to say it, when I look at our Supreme Court United States of America, one of the staunchest conservatives never saw an affirmative action plan that he didn't want to overturn, never saw a fair housing plan he did not want to overturn, never saw a civil rights legislation he didn't want to overturn. And you know who I'm talking about. You Mm -hmm. know who I'm talking about a man on the court, black as a crow, cannot wait, cannot wait to be at the vanguard of striking down affirmative action programs. That is the clearest example of self-hate that I've seen in my entire life, in my entire life. And what that does is, uh, my my sisters, it gives racists cover because Mm -hmm. they can say, we're not racist, look who is spearheading this, this movement. To eliminate affirmative action, there mm-hmm. was a black man by the name of Ward Connerly who came to the state of Michigan from California back in I was it 2002 or so when when they were having the debate about affirmative action. Remember having a having a, a, a an amendment eliminating affirmative action. They put this man, or maybe that was 2004. They put this man out in front, spearheading how affirmative action was terrible. It had to be overdone. Okay. Now, ever since he did their bidding, you never hear any more about Ward Connolly. See, he's done his job, so he can go back to being regular regular role, you know, run-of-the-mill Ward Connolly. Us against us.
0: Us against us. <laughs> Isn't that yeah. something? Yeah. Uh, um, the other thing you talked about when you were um talking about um ignorance of the law and everything and um knowing your rights. Uh, and how innocent people go to uh, are go to prison or are convicted of crimes mm-hmm. that they didn't do also one another thing that's important is that um, being innocent is not a defense and i know you spoke on that before but can you just speak on that because um you know i talked to so many people and, and and plus i'm doing this myself with my own kid and and also that you know attorney Hugo Matt personally that mm-hmm. um innocence is not a defense but when you're you're thinking i didn't do it i didn't do this crime <laughs> so i have nothing to prove i'm innocent but that's mm-hmm. that cannot be your defense when you fight for your life
3: Good. correct it, no and it's not a defense it's not a defense for a couple of reasons one under the law you're supposedly presumed innocent so your innocence is something you don't even have to say or you shouldn't have to say, okay? Because you're, you're presumed innocent. But it's been my experience over four decades, people sitting on a jury, they want to hear somebody get up and say, I didn't do it. They want to look in somebody's face and be able to assess them. Even though the law says your silence cannot be held against you, And the state has got to prove you guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. But you see, J. Love, the problem is, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, the state gets to speak first. And the state gets to speak last. The state has got the Michigan State Police Crime Lab. They've got police agencies. They've got the Federal Bureau of Investigation. They have the power of the federal government itself, itself, Mm -hmm. to marshal against you. And what you have, if you're the average person, is a public defender, and I was one for 10 years. Noble people, most of them, or a private attorney, where you're gonna have to mortgage, Mama gonna have to mortgage her house, Medea gonna cash in, you know, her, her bonds or, or, or something like that to try to help you. And you got to fight of your life on your hands because the bottom line is, even with black people, and I've dealt with black juries before. We come in or people come in thinking, you know they did it, they wouldn't be here if they didn't. You know, and and that's shameful. So yeah. shameful, you know. That is shameful. You
0: know? That's the first thought when you t- I I experience myself speaking on Gerard. A lot of people, the first thought is, Well, how did you know? Or how you don't know? And he could have yeah, right. did it, you know, where they <laughs> where we're seeing. We're seeing a boatload of people on a daily basis, not once a month. I'm seeing them every day, Attorney Hugo, Matt, being exonerated all over the United States. It's not just a Michigan problem. It is a United States problem. And these people are innocent. And these um. And they did all kinds of underhanded things to put these people in prison for years. Just like the gentleman with the author, the lady who wrote the book and mm-hmm. um, he served 16 years in prison for rape. He didn't even want to have any children because he was uh, uh, a, a a sex offender and he didn't want children to grow up in that um. Um, that having a father that's a sex offender, he was robbed of that. And to be as because of Netflix, where you know, <laughs> researching her book to turn it into a movie, they figured out the man didn't even do the crime. And the lady wrote a whole her her celebrity is because of the book she wrote about this rape. And she was a part of it. She knew, they knew this man didn't do this right. But they, you know, they pushed it and pushed it. And and I'm just saying, when people say, you know, how you know, well, we have evidence that there's so many that have not did it. Now, we know there's some that have. We know there's more, a whole lot. But you don't hear a whole lot of people saying, you know, I'm innocent, I'm innocent. I didn't do it. But you do hear when you hear it, we kinda we kinda turn a deaf ear. We kind of, you know, question it. Right. And then and then it gives credence to them to continue
1: doing it to others.
3: Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And,
1: That's and right. we gotta stop laughing at it you know that, so that. many times it's in all of our movies it's it's in it's in movies it's in comedy it is the expectation for police to pull over African Americans and to to be brutal with them or to harass them. It's in all of you can, you name the movie, you name it. You can go back and you can look at so many movies, so many comedians that have brought that out. I remember kid and play and, and they it would always have the police in there chasing after, after black people, after the black men. And so we've learned, I don't know why, maybe it was a way of masking our pain but we have learned to laugh at something that has been embedded in our history here in the united states and it has harmed us forever for over 400 years
3: that's right and we got to
1: stop laughing at it it's not funny and we got to hold people accountable we got to hold them accountable to, to the atrocities that they have done and stop acting like they didn't do any atrocities stop acting like there it doesn't exist that's right stop acting right. As, as if everything is okay and, and just you know just la di da da well i got mine until somebody that you know and love mm-hmm. has that's right. this happen to them
3: that's right
0: and you know um The video we saw of um, Philando Castell, Mm -hmm. he had been. um, I was just doing some research on that when we were talking, when you were talking about doing this. He had been pulled over, I think, in a four or five year uh, span of time, like 50 something times, and paid over $6,000 in traffic Mm -hmm. tickets. If that is mm-hmm. not profiling and predatory, I don't know what is. In this area well, where we live, it was predatory, and we see that all over Michigan. We see that mm-hmm. in a lot of little areas, little pockets. They do little, where they sit high and pull people over, headlights or whatever. The case. Sometimes they don't mm-hmm. even have no, they're just pulling you over. And so we see that this is doing and these the research is showing that it's done. The ACLU is suing the uh, Michigan State Police because they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But we normalize it.
3: Right. Right. And you know, along the line of Mr. Uh, Philander Castillo, I want to talk to people about CPLs, okay? A concealed pistol license, all right? Mm-hmm. You know. Over the last decade or so, it's become easier for a person to obtain a concealed pistol license, all right? And and a lot of that is because of gun lobbyists, all right, that have uh, pushed the Sixth Amendment, uh, excuse me, the Second Amendment, you know, right to bear arms. So what happens is, is that you have a lot of people that are perpetually, I mean, horrendously, getting qualified to carry weapons, but you see, Just because you have a permit to carry a weapon doesn't mean it's always a great idea or that you can't be killed for having that weapon, you see, uh, by police. So this is what I wanna tell people about uh, carrying concealed weapon, all right? Now, if you have a CPL, which allows you to carry a gun in your car, by the way, all right? If you're stopped by the police, you must inform them of that fact immediately. Mm -hmm. immediately and when you're talking to the police about having a gun keep your hands on the steering wheel if you've got somebody in the car with you like they've got a cpl also tell the police that okay and tell them where that gun is i do not tell people and i tell clients all the time if you think you're going to have a gun in your glove box and you're going to be reaching in there for your driver's license or your proof registration insurance, that is a glide path to being shot. Mm -hmm. Okay. That is a glide path to being shot because more police are killed and I don't condone police being killed. I mean, you know, uh, ambushed. Most police are being killed by the surprise weapon. Somebody grabbing a gun from under a car seat or between bucket seats, snatching a gun out of the glove box. That's why you notice when police stop, it's rarely one officer that stops somebody. It's normally two in a patrol car. You notice one officer always goes to the drivers, to the passenger side door, mm-hmm. always watching the passenger side door because, because of that glove box. So let the police know immediately. And I want to say this, J-Love, being an being a older black man, but believe it or not, once upon a time, I did have an Afro back in the day. OK, and, and, and being a young black man in Ann Arbor, you know, Dr. King had been assassinated about four years earlier when I was in high school, uh, having race riots up at Pioneer High School, the tension between black and whites and blacks and the police in Ann Arbor, uh, which is far from Camelot, I might add, you know, was, was terrible. And I was confronted by the police at the old Kmart on, on Maple Road in Ann Arbor. It's something else now. I don't know what it is now. But I was angry, you know, and they told me, you know, stay in the car, don't get out. I wanted to get out and confront them, you know, and, and my anger, you know, could have gotten me seriously hurt or killed. So, my message to my young black men, okay, I know you don't like being challenged. I know you're sensitive about your manhood being, you know, affronted, but you've got to put your emotions aside and think with your brain. Your brain is the greatest weapon you have, which is stronger than any 357 Magnum or nine millimeter that the police have, you know? You've got to keep your calm in that situation. And I mm-hmm. guess if nobody gets anything out of what I'm saying other than this, when you're confronted by the police, that is no time to lose your head me dealing in your emotions because that is a fight nine times out of nine we're not gonna
0: win, okay? Right. Like Sam said, you want to live the fight another day.
3: That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. You know. So, um, can I can I just give you some protocol from the state police, and mm-hmm. I can give you Doctor Max protocol, and then I I'll, I'll be quiet for the rest of the evening. Would that no, be okay you with good.
0: you? This is your night, Attorney Higgo Matt.
3: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I've done some research on this issue uh in terms of police protocol i've talked to you about the cpl a gun i want to talk to you about marijuana now okay and i want to dispel some myths about marijuana that some of my clients younger black men i hate to say it hate to say it you, you know seem to think because they got that medical marijuana card i'm good you know i can hit me a joint at the house I can get in my car on the way to see my girlfriend or, you know, whatever, the store. I can drive. If any problem come up, I got my medical marijuana card. Police can't say nothing about me about driving under the influence of marijuana. Wrong. Okay. So, so what happens is, is that in, 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 a, in 2008, we passed the, the medical marijuana law. In 2018, we passed the recreational marijuana law, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you're of a sufficient age, you can smoke marijuana. You, you can, but you cannot drive under the influence of marijuana in the state of Michigan. You can't do it, okay? Now, and it, it, the law doesn't care if you've got a medical marijuana card or not. So what happens is having THC, which is the 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 element, compound in marijuana, in your system, mm-hmm. that is not proof in and of itself that you were driving under the influence of marijuana. But if the police say you were swerving, if the police say you had improper lane change, police say you were speeding, if the police say when I pulled up and the man gave me or woman gave me their ID, I smell marijuana, now you got a problem. <laughs> okay, okay, now you've got a problem. Because circumstantially, the police can show through circumstance, oh, yeah, you were driving under the influence of, of marijuana. And then, you know, you, you have a criminal charge um, on your hands. And I want to warn people about marijuana. It is still a federal offense to possess and use marijuana. It is still mm-hmm. a federal offense. Marijuana is still listed under the Controlled Substance Act as a Schedule One drug. A schedule one. That's as high as they go. Schedule one. It's right in there with heroin and cocaine, methamphetamines. So do not take marijuana lightly, okay? And and mm-hmm. your in your possession of it. It's very unlikely you could ever be you'd be prosecuted federally, but it is still a crime under federal law to, to, to possess marijuana. So let me tell you what the state police has got for black, brown, and uh, you know all the good little boys and girls listening to this to this broadcast and driving the car. You know what the police tell you to do if you stop by police? They tell you five things. One, pull over as soon as safe to do so, stay calm and in your car. Two, roll down the driver's side window and keep both hands on the steering wheel. Three, provide driver's license registration and proof of insurance when commanded. Four, be polite. If not already told, you can politely ask the officer why you're being stopped. Five. Promptly leave the area after time is over. Okay. So those are the five things the Michigan State Police is telling Tia and Jay Love and Hugo Mack what you have to do with police. But now I'm gonna give you Dr. Max Protocol. Okay, what to do right. with uh police. Okay. Okay. One. Keep keep your driver's license up to date you only have to renew it like like once every four years or something like that we find money to do everything we want to do keep a driver's license up to date you can even do it by mail as as all of us know uh you know from 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 time to time
0: Right.
3: two pay those parking and speeding tickets please please pay them please if you got to take some money out the credit union pay those tickets, don't blow them off. Because when you don't pay and don't show up for court, guess what? They issue something warrant. Okay, to all the law enforcement agencies in the state of Michigan to pick you up. Three, put your registration and proof of insurance in an envelope or a plastic holder on your visor or in your glove box. Have your proof of insurance and registration readily available so you are not fumbling through a glove box, which most people got combs and, and and cologne and all kind of paper in there. You do not want to expose yourself to the police one second more than you absolutely need to, okay? Than you yeah. absolutely need to. So as soon as you come to a complete stop, go on and get your credentials out because you know they're going to ask for them. You know they're going to yeah. ask for them. So be proactive instead of reactive. Very important point number four, all of us have a smartphone, okay? Or most of us have a smartphone that's got the capability of recording audio and video. I tell all my people, you got a smartphone, turn on the recorder, put it right up by the dash because the police have body cams, okay? So Mm -hmm. they're gonna be covered in their interaction with you, okay? But you know what I found out in my practice, uh, my colleagues, so many times those body cams aren't even turned on. Yeah. So many times those body cams are stopped. So many times those body cams are muted, muted. So you don't know if the command officer is telling one of his uh, lieutenants, be sure that nigga hit his head on the car door when you put him in the back of the police car. You don't know that. You don't know that because it's all muted and you don't know what's being said. Mm-hmm. So turn your 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 smartphone on. You have every right to record either audio and or visual your encounter with law enforcement, okay? Yeah. Now, number five, when you're encountered by the police, stay in the car, be polite but assertive. So sitting in a car as opposed to standing up is a sign of submission, okay? In other words, if if I'm sitting down and you're standing over me, that's then submission that I don't want any trouble with you. It's not about your manhood or your womanhood. It's about you being alive to draw another breath tomorrow to bring these police to bear. If you decide you want to get out the car and get in that police officer's face and you're going to prove your point to them, that is a glide path to disaster. Okay? That's a glide path to disaster. Anybody? Any questions about what I've said so far?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> you gave us some survivor tactics. Okay. I know when uh when I went right. to court. Right, okay. Uh, go ahead, attorney he command. Oh
3: no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. Oh, okay. I know uh one thing I found out uh by going to court is that um the police sirens trigger cameras to come on. When they open up the door it triggers the camera to go on. their body mm-hmm. thing is supposed to automatically when when that light it triggers all the cameras to come on so i I noticed um they had a, a maybe a week ago where they had a, a video of the insta police officer who killed the man's dog whose camera wasn't working and um, he said his batteries was dead or whatever so happened somebody was um, flying a drone at the time and videotaped the whole encounter now he had his own story about what happened and but there was videotape so you're right we had to do our own due diligence to protect ourselves too by um you know using our smartphones
3: absolutely and another thing before a criminal defense attorney gets audio visual that goes through a police filter in other words there's a sergeant or command officer back at the station that's got the ability to edit those to edit those okay Mm -hmm. so it's just like going to a movie and you don't really see the whole movie you see the edited version of the movie you know how many times we watch movies on tv and say this movie has been edited for content or time or, or something like that see exactly so that that's very important that your recording device are working so let me let me continue with doc i, I think you said survival tactics jay J- love i can't remember what you, yeah I
0: did
3: <laughs> how you uh, uh how you place okay now when you stop by police if necessary request all his name and badge number and if you feel you're being abused Say, I would like a command officer to be on the scene here, okay, to to take charge of this situation and and, and oversee it. Uh, If you're told to exit the vehicle, then exit the vehicle, okay? If you're told to get out and lay on the ground, as discomforting as that is, get out and lay on the ground, okay? Now, the time and place to fight the police is in the courtroom, not Michigan Air, you know, at 12 o'clock at night, all all right? Right. That is also a glide path for disaster. Now, when your license is being verified by police, let somebody know what's going on, please. If you got your smartphone, call some people, let them know, hey, look, I'm in Michigan and Whitaker or whatever it is, the state police got me here. You know, um, I didn't do nothing. I don't know why they stopping me, uh, but I want y'all to know where I am, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And please, Routinely check your vehicle, your headlights, your turn signals, your backup lights, to be sure those are working properly. Because that is ninety-nine percent of the reason people get stopped by police. Some kind of mechanical failure. You know, a a headlight is out. Okay, and you know know what? I've had a lot of my clients. I said, "Well, you didn't know what headlight was out." Well, yeah, but I never really got around to fixing it. Well, I, I mean you know just 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 put a neon sign on your car say police please, please stop me please <laughs> please <laughs> okay so now and when you get in somebody's car please be sure if you borrow on somebody's car to run to the store they got registration proof insurance please please it is something that you cannot afford just overlook because guess what when if you get stopped and you don't have that you got a world of problems now. I don't care if it's somebody else's car. You were driving it. Now, be sure, and I tell people this all the time, in the back of your car, your license plate, some people have those fancy ornate license plate holders or some dealerships give you a license plate holder with their name on it. Please be sure that tag is not obstructed. Please be sure, okay? I've had cases where I've lost where I tried to say it was a pretext stop and the police said, well, no, uh, see this little, this, little, this little palm tree on this man's uh, license plate cover? I couldn't see the tag. And the judge said, you're right, Mr. Mack, there's no pretext stop, that's against the law, okay? And on, on your license plate, if you look above your license plate, there's a little light. Your car has got a light that illuminates yeah. that license plate. Please be sure that light works and that that license plate is clearly lit and visible to the police. Please be sure you don't have a big bobble like a big uh, air freshener, or a, a big uh, uh, a snowman doll, or whatever it is, hanging from your rear view mirror. That is a traffic violation. Unless you've got two side mirrors that work perfectly, but you don't need the hassle of a stop. And another thing, it's coming up winter. Y'all, please clean them windshields off. And that back, that 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 back uh, 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 mirror, uh, you know what I mean, the the back window of that car. Right. Please get the snow up off the side of your car and think. I'm rushing. I'm late to work. Let me just scrape off a little bit of a uh, uh, five inch strip here so I can see. That's an invitation for a traffic stop. Yeah, they uh, just
0: passed uh, a new law that they can um, give you a ticket for that now.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know, you you can get a ticket for that, and all that is gonna hold up in court. Have a designated driver. You know, the holidays are coming up. If people want to go, you know, have a little drink or a party. Don't drive home by yourself. Have a designated driver because police will be looking for people at the holiday season for 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 drunk driving. And I want to say this. Remember this in conclusion, brothers and sisters. The police are the first government agents to say and decide your constitutional and civil rights right there out on the street, okay? They're the first to decide how much you will be respected or abused, all right? And remember that you have God on your side, okay? Mm -hmm. The Christ mind on your side if, if you just mind your business doing what's right, standing for what's right, you know, and greater is he in us than he who's in the world. So I know you can be afraid. I know that. But, you know, overcome that fear, you know, and and stand for what's right, but don't be foolish about it. Okay. So they say my people perish for lack of knowledge. So now we have some knowledge and I don't see any reason for any of us to perish. God bless you.
0: Yes. And also let me add on that um, from December the 1st to, I think they said, February the 28th, Michigan State Police is going to be doing um, extra, being extra vigilant on the highway, speeding. Mm-hmm. So uh, Attorney Hugo Matt gave us a lot of info. So uh, be careful out here during the snow and the holidays. Slow down. Make sure your lights work, wear your seatbelt, <laughs> have all your information, because yes. <laughs> a lot of people don't wear their seatbelt, wear your seatbelt, <laughs> and um, stay off the phone, That's right. That's right. stop texting and driving, <laughs> all of these things That's right. That's you right. know, are things that <laughs> they can pull you over for, and then once that That's starts, right. it starts a whole cycle of other things keep yourself out of the way because that encounter can either be a deadly encounter or it could be a beginning of a wrongful conviction.
3: That's exactly right. So, uh,
0: uh, Reverend do you have something?
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, thank you so much attorney Mac, uh, because this is necessary. And, uh, I just wanted to say that, yeah, um, Jay, I'm glad I had just written that down, that that increase was going to happen in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to blame it on the increase in fatal actions that has happened in Michigan. We have to admit right now we are suffering from trauma and mental illness all over the United States and things are happening. And so um, this is a time to really, to really go within and all of those things like attorney Mack was saying, uh, those, those points are on point point. and pray, <laughs> yeah. pray, pray and realize your power. And the other thing is I don't want us to be in a state of panic and it's hard. Sometimes every time a police car comes your way, right? Take a breath breathe and know that there That's is right. no power greater than the power of God that lives within you. Exactly. That's right. Amen. And, plan, That's right. and
0: plan your trip. You know, a lot of us, because we're so in a rush, because we just hop up and we leave, plan it out. Take some time, plan it out. I need to go to the grocery store. I need to do this. I need to, you know, plan it out, space it out. Um, when you give yourself enough time to get up, I tell my kids this all the time, make sure you get up early enough so you can have enough time to get to work. Don't, if you could, because your trip is 15 minutes, leave 15 minutes before you right. be there. You may have to leave 30 minutes. You never know what's going on on the road these days. Mm-hmm. People are driving very reckless because like Tia, Reverend Tia just said, you know, the stress, a lot of us are suffering for post traumatic. We watch. We watched a video today that was traumatic. We are seeing stuff all day long, two four seven, CNN, all these channels, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube videos. That's you know bring up stuff. So we have to just be prepared, not be fearful, but just prepare yourself. Right. So, um, thank you, Attorney Hugo Matt, for all of the information you gave. It was a much needed conversation. We, we do need to have these straight, calm conversations because um, it triggers thoughts and it triggers us to do what we need to do to take care of ourselves and our families. Um, hopefully, um, once um, people go back and watch this video, they'll share it with other family members so they can get all this information. It's very useful. So, I appreciate you, Attorney Hugo Matt and Ravitilla. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back next week, you guys. So, um, anything else you guys need to say thank before you. we go?
3: Bless you. <laughs> you.
1: Thank
0: you. All right.
3: Yeah. You know, love you and thank you. and And have that talk with your young black men driving cars. Have that talk. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, young black women too, but have yeah. that talk with those black men. They've been born with a target on their back, mamas. You know that better than me. Better than exactly. me.
0: Exactly. I had to have the talk with my sons. So I you. know Reverend Tia had to have the talk with hers. Mm-hmm. So, all right, you guys. See you next week. We love you.
3: Okay. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye. All right. Be <laughs> blessed. <playing>. Bye now. <laughs>